right? There's a saying that goes that we are the sum of the five people closest to us. And the reasoning behind this is that we, as people, it's been ingrained to us to perform with others. It has been passed down to us from for hundreds, thousands of years, back when we were hunter-gatherers. Back during those times, it was a subsistence living where we were heavily as we are heavily reliant on other people for pure survival, it only makes sense to want to get in good with these individuals so that they can help us live, live into the next day, day by day. It's a form of pure pressure. Just as we say, hi, how are you? During times when we don't really believe it, we don't really mean it, or we don't care how the other person is doing. This conformity it is also there to help smooth out interactions, remove some of the friction. In modern times, we are not so reliant on other people for survival. Still, we do it because it makes a social circle, it takes out the tension within that group so that. There is a general solidarity within that social group. There is a general way of how everyone in that group does things and generally a way how people think. And I experienced this firsthand, well, a firsthand example would be when I was an English teacher. Remember specifically it was in my eighth grade class. The class in general was fairly well behaved. I remember one boy in particular that was a bit different from the rest of the day. I won't get too deep into it, just say that there was a lot of behavioral problems within this individual theory. And I tried these different techniques from pulling this boy aside after class, asking if there was something wrong with my class or something I could help him with to reprimanding him in class to stop whatever it is that he was doing. What he was doing that was inappropriate for in a classroom setting. That didn't really work though. And honestly, this was towards the end of the school year. I only had a little over a month left. And at this point I was feeling, I was just looking towards the finish line and finishing this school year. I was never designed. I never intended to be an English teacher or teacher long term. I was just exploring a career path. And I was tired, and right there around me, I decided to take an alternative path. I didn't want to deal with this boy anymore. So what I did, I remember one day in class, I had all planned out, all mapped out in my head. I walked into class with a very stern face, and I asked this boy with behavioral problems to present himself forward in class. And I proceeded to, well, I just opened the classroom door and told him to leave. And I slammed the door so that he can't come back in. These other students, they've never seen this type of behavior from me before, so they were taken back. And they were silent. I slammed that door in that boy's face, told him to leave my classroom. Basically, it was a permanent excommunication from a class. 
the other students didn't know what to make of it. And immediately after, I turned my very stern face to a very light-hearted mood. I nicknames immediately after, you know, just as a joke. And for those that don't know, times they have a they have very long names. It's really, really long. And we have a lot of students, I have 90. It becomes very difficult to remember all their names, so they all have nicknames that they actually use amongst themselves. This makes it easier. So I decided to give them new nicknames with a heavy American South influence. Nicknames such as Sweetheart, Sweet Pea, Sweet Cheeks, Baby Cakes, Baby Pie, etc. You know, just as a joke, and I made it through my demeanor to that it was just for fun, as it was the end of the school year, just to light things up a little bit. And they, I think the students, as a majority, they took it quite well. They enjoyed the amusement of having a new nickname. And from that point forward, you know, from that class onward to the end of the school year, that class where I threw out that one boy who I played performance. So he did not be a part of my class anymore. That is great class the remaining students. They became the most well-behaved class out of all my classes. This is human behavior. So to break this down, it's impossible to be ruthless towards everybody. We just end up antagonizing everybody. Those that are under you and wishing for your demise. So, you know, that's not a very good idea. It, essentially, if you overreact to all these problems, you undermine your own authority. So, what to do instead? So, basically, you find one person who has, who stands out and is doing something you don't like, and you reprimand them heavily. The other people around, other people that are under you in that social circle, they are not hurt. You know, they, their lives are relatively untouched. But they witness this reprimand and it makes them take second thought on whether their own behavior would warrant the same type of treatment. They begin reasoning with them, themselves. And more often than not, if the other members of the group are behaving in a similar way one individual that is heavily reprimanded, well, they will change their behavior back to the norm. As, as in, they'll begin to fall back into the fold, which is, as we talked about in the beginning of the video, it's the human tendency, where we, we like to perform with everyone else as a series of interactions, encourages them to do what everyone is supposed to be doing. So another way to put this, to say that it is important to define your enemies. Find your enemy and you destroy them. So you make them as an example for everyone else to not behave like how this person does. That's how you, one technique you use to get what you want when you are the authority figure in that group. And Machiavelli, he said, 
It is better to be feared than loved. Which there's a lot of reasoning behind that. When people fear you, they're going to do what they're going to do what you tell them to do. But they love you. There tends to be less respect for you. Of course, life is not a zero-sum game. It doesn't have to be either this or that. So what I would say is, being feared is the priority. That's the way you, that's your backbone in forcing your will. But being loved, that is a important complementary, an important complementary to the former. But feared first, then you are loved to back that up so that those under you don't wish for the downfall.